session. We will now observe a, uh, an opportunity for silent prayer or meditation. Thank you, honorable members. Before we proceed, I just like to remind you that the virtual mini plenary is deemed to be in the precinct of parliament and constitute a meeting of the National Assembly for debating purposes only. In addition to the rules of the virtual sittings, the rules of the National Assembly including the rules of the debate shall apply. Members enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in the sitting of the National Assembly. Members should equally note that anything said in the virtual platform is deemed to have been said to the house and may be ruled upon. All members who have logged in shall be considered to be present and are requested to mute their microphones and only unmute when recognized to speak. This is because the mics are very sensitive and will pick up noise which might disturb the attention of members uh, when uh, recognized to speak. Please unmute your microphone and connect your video. Members may make use of the icons on the bar at the bottom of their screens, which has an option that allows a member to put up his or her hand to raise points of order. The secretariat will assist in alerting the chairperson to members requesting to speak. When using the virtual system, members are urged to refrain or desist from unnecessary points of order or interjections. Honorable members, we shall now proceed to the order, which is a debate on vote 20, women, youth, and persons with disabilities. We will at this uh, juncture uh, welcome the minister in the presidency for women, youth, and persons with disabilities uh, to lead the debate. Mengwana Mashabani, Svakaki Salinam. Honorable Chair of the House, Mebroto, Deputy Minister of the Department. Uh, Professor Shingyuem Kize, Chairperson of our Portfolio Committee, Honorable Members, it is uh, an honor to present this year's uh, budget vote speech of the Department of uh, Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities uh, in the year of May Charlotte Mahomu Manya Mateki. May Charlotte Manya Matake was one of the outstanding leaders of the leaders of the liberation uh, struggle who traversed effortlessly from politics to religion, to education, uh, community development and women empowerment. Uh, and also fighting patriarchy. 
the first president of the African National Congress, uh, John, Dr. John Langalibale Ledube, described her as mother of the African freedom. She was indeed a pathfinder and a true trailblazer. As we uh, celebrate her 150th birthday uh, anniversary, let us, uh, let us honor her legacy by recommitting to equal society for women, youth, persons with disabilities. COVID-19 pandemic continues to have a devastating uh, impact on the lives and livelihoods of our people. We must mourn the many lives we have lost and salute our frontline workers who with their bravery uh, during uh, this difficult time, especially in the rollout to the vaccine programs. While many lives saved are saved by measures introduced by our government, women, youth, and persons with disabilities are hardest hit by the negative effect of the pandemic. Let us prioritize women, youth, and persons with disabilities with this, uh, in our effort of uh, economic reconstruction and recovery. We must also continue to observe all COVID-19 protocols. The department is central to our collective objective of inclusive development in our country. We have an important role to lead and to coordinate efforts towards realization of this constitutional vision and equality of women, youth, and persons with disabilities. In pursuit of this uh, national development plans, uh, goals, we must continue to focus on the intersectionality because the three vulnerable sectors continue to face diverse challenges. It is important to recognize uh, the differential needs of concerns among the different sectors of our people as we plan and implement our daily tasks. The challenges and needs of our young people, particularly black, lesbian women in wheelchair, in rural areas are very different from those in a different set of circumstances in other areas. I'm pleased to report that since our last budget vote, we have appointed a permanent director general on the department, advocate Nkateko Joyce Maluleke, who has been instrumental in in stabilizing our operational matters and undertaking a revision of our strategic position. Our mandate of upholding the rights of women, youth, and persons with disability is crucial and through playing a regulatory role in promoting social economic transformation. 
Honorable Chairperson, during the State of the Nation address on the 11th of February, His Excellency President Ramaphosa underscored uh, that ending gender-based violence is imperative if we lay claim to being the society rooted in the non-gender-based violence, femicide, GBVF, which has been uh, declared the second pandemic, uh, remains a dark stain on our country's image. We must continue to speak out and report to uh, any instance of GBVF. The department is com uh, committed to eradicating this pandemic, which requires the collective efforts to all the sectors of our society. Since our launch of the NSP and GBF in April last year, the department is working tirelessly to coordinate and monitor the implementation of this plan. In this uh, remarkable progress has been made and in its implementation, including the following one, monthly progress reports on the implementation of the NSP were submitted to the president. Two national uh, departments have integrated the NSP priorities uh, in their department's annual plans and have reporting against, against the annual targets. Multi-sectorholder departments, that's point three, supported by UN women are fully functional and meet regularly to support the implementation of the NSP. The department works with provinces and districts, which is four, uh, to integrate the NSP into their provincial department plans, districts, uh, development plans, and establishment of the district rapid response teams. The Interministerial Committee of the G on the GBF continues to oversee the implementation of the NSP and playing a key facilitation role. Six, we have developed draft bill to establish a National Council of Gender-Based Violence and Femicide that will coordinate the implementation of the NSP and to ensure that a nation, as a nation, we eradicate gender-based violence and, and femicide in this decade. We will co be consulting on this bill soon. Honorable members, through chair, during the 2020 budget speech vote, we informed the August House that uh, the department has initiated the implementation of the cabinet uh, approved gender responsive planning, budgeting, monitoring, evaluation, and auditing framework. In this regard, the department has analyzed the 2020-2021 strategic plans and annual performance plans of selected departments and found that there is a positive response by the departments on this uh, matter.
However, we work, uh, I'm sorry, more work needs to be done uh, to improve our implementation of this work uh, and its important framework. We also working national treasury, working with national treasury to ensure that uh, ensure youth and or with disability and, and youth with disability responsive budgeting are also taken into consideration. In the coming year, we will convene con, uh, workshops uh, with provinces to capacitate them and mainstream gender, youth, disability, the responsive budgeting. Menstrual hygiene must be our priority for everyone and uh, given every day of our lives, 300 million women and girls experience this natural cycle. We must continue to work together to ensure women's ownership of and full access of the production of sanitary dignity products and proper sanitation to women and girls. It cannot be that women do not benefit from production lines of sanitary dignity and uh, products because the process rests solely in the hands of men at the moment. The department reviewed, has reviewed uh, uh, previous uh, women empowerment and uh, gender equity bill and have updated it. It will be consulted on wildly during this uh, financial year and with different stakeholders. Economic empowerment in an integral component of uh, efforts to improve the lives of women, youth, and persons with disabilities. We call upon the private sector to and other partners to do their, their part to realize this goal. The department and the has entered into numerous memoranda of understanding with other uh, department of government, such as agriculture, to ensure that women, youth, persons with disability benefit from land reform uh, programs. We have also need, we also need uh, more women to play a leadership role to harness the economic opportunities that is emerging from the implementation of the African free trade area. Youth empowerment is at the core of, the, of our work and through National Youth Development Agency, we implement programs that brings a change in the lives of our youth. This include ensuring that uh, government, private sector, and social partners continue to coordinate and integrate plan and create millions of jobs for young people during the next decade. The South African Youth uh, Development Bill is also under development. 
This is overarching legislation for the development of the country, which will uh, further intensify the youth development agenda. Cabinet has approved national youth policy 2020-2030, which is an important blueprint to ensure that all sectors uh, of our society implement inclusive youth interventions. Through uh, the presidential youth implementation intervention, we'll ensure that our government effectively trans, uh, transitions young people into labor market and signify uh, significantly reduces the uh, high rate of youth unemployment. NYDA is a, a building national pathway management network for young work seekers uh, to review and access available learning and work opportunities. The department remains uh, committed to advancing and promoting the rights of persons with disabilities. In this regard, I have recently uh, presented to cabinet important documents for rolling out services for persons with disabilities. This include uh, the national strategic framework reasonable accommodation. It's one of the important things that we should look at and the national strategic framework on the universal design access amongst others. We will collaborate with the Department of Education to host inclusive education summit for persons with disabilities in line with the a government commitment to improve access to education for persons with disabilities. Under leadership of His Excellency President Ramaphosa, South Africa continues to play a leadership and role, leadership role on the continent and globally. During the South Africa's chairship of the African Union, we championed the adoption of the African Union Decade 2030 and African women's financial inclusion and economic empowerment. We also uh, signed and ratified AU uh, Protocol on African Chair on Human and People's Rights on the Persons with Disabilities in Africa. We developed both continental and protocol on violence against women and children and continental strategy on women's economic empowerment. Globally, South Africa was elected to serve as a chair of the United Nations status of women in 22-2023. We continue to participate in the generation equality from the co-lead of the on, on the action equality on economic justice rights. In this regard, we attended the successful generation equality forum meeting in Mexico, where draft blueprints were presented and adopted. Our 
contribution to this uh, effort clearly demonstrates and uh, the confidence the world has shown in South Africa's leadership has in various and in driving inclusive de uh, development, the de uh, mandate of the department uh, remains complex and vast. However, it is uh, not commensurate with the current budgetary and human resources allocation. This has been a severe negative implication on the work that we can do and in promoting the, implement, uh, the empowerment and advancement of women, youth, persons with disabilities in the country. We therefore appeal to the August House to ensure that we are adequately capacitated and resourced. We must guard against culling empowerment programs. The budget of the allocation of the department was 763,550 million for the year 2020-21 financially. The department was reduced uh, by the by 133,200 million to support the government's uh, response to COVID-19. The expenditure of the department is expected to slightly increase from 778,450 million in 2020 2021 to 781,900,000 million in 2022 23, in the year 2020 2023 and 4. This amount includes 470, I'm sorry, 991,376 million earmarked for the transfer to the NYDA and CGE, respectively. Therefore, the actual budget of this uh, department for the year 2021-22 financial year is 763539 million. I implore the members of this house to hold department accountable on delivering on the seven priorities of the medium-term strategic framework in line to women, youth, persons with disabilities. I remain and wish to, I remind and wish to the department that they are required to incorporate gender, youth, uh, disability de deliverables, and targets in their strategic and annual performance plans. As we move towards uh, a local government uh, elections, we call upon political parties to ensure that the participation of women, youth, and persons with disabilities and their rep uh, rep representation at the leadership level. Inclusion, in inclusion or conclusion, I would like to take this opportunity to express my gratitude to the chairperson of and members 
of the Portfolio Committee for their continued support for the cooperation and, and cooperation. Let me thank the Honorable Deputy Minister Mkize, Director General, and the staff, senior staff of the department for their continued work and executing a mandate. Finally, we continue our work with a advanced uh, the plight, to advance the plight of the plight of the interests of women, youth, persons with disabilities. Uh, let con let's continue to, con uh, to honor the legacy of May Charlotte Manya Mateke. Uh, it was. And remember her work of wisdom when she said, the work is not for yourselves to kill that spirit of self and do not uh, live above uh, your people, but live with them. If you can rise, bring someone with you. Malibongwe. Thank you very much, uh, Minister. Um, we proceed now to the chairperson of the committee, Honorable Ndaba, to take the debate forward. Uh, thank you very much, uh, House Chair. Um, Honorable Minister, uh, Honorable and Deputy Minister, DG, uh, honorable members, uh, DG, and senior officials of the department, and Basal Basums and Africa's Molwen. House Chair, this year on the 7th of April, we celebrated the 150th anniversary of the birth of a great leader of our struggle against colonialism, apartheid, exploitation, and patriarchal oppression. Mama Charlotte Mahomu Manya Matlaike. It is significant that the governing party, which is the undisputable leader of the forces of liberation and freedom, has recognized a great woman who rose against adversity to be celebrated a century and a half after her birth. As a country and a people, our history and memory have been dominated by mostly white men whose images and statues tower over us. Even in front of the gates of, of our parliament stands the statue of General Louis Botha, a hero of the Boers uh, in the Anglo Boer War. Our children who visit this institu institution should not be blamed for thinking that black women did not exist in the history that shaped this as the South Africa of today. It therefore behoves those of us and entrusted with the responsibility as lawmakers to do what Mama Makaye could not do in her day, to proclaim that the lives and histories of all the people of South Africa, black and white, women, men, youth, people with disabilities, LGBTQIA plus community and children do matter. As I introduce the report of the Portfolio Committee on Vote 20, Women, Youth, and People with Disabilities, 
we must take stock of where we are and where we are going. We need to question everything, including the remnants of colonial political culture in our own parliament. Are we truly transforming our society in a progressive direction when they are still embedded systems of oppression, including patriarchy, violence and exploitation of women, Africans and the working class? I wonder what Mama Matlage and others who fought for our liberation would say. Would they, would they be proud of us? I will answer this question later, honorable members. And uh, next, the context in which the APPs were considered by the committee. The report I am introducing covers the deliberations in the committee on the APPs of the Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities 2021-2022, the National Youth Development Agency and the Commission for Gender Equalities, uh, amend, uh, Equalities amended five-year strategic plan and APP. When we consider the country's population statistics, we note that the female population in South Africa is 29.7 million, which is just more than 50% of the total population. Youth constitute 37% of the population, which amounts to 19.7 million individuals and 2.9 million or 7.5% of the total population uh, from the census 2011 reported having a disability. The next census may reveal even more stalling numbers. Women, youth, and persons with disabilities in the country thus constitute the majority of the total population. These are the people for which the Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities and the entities I have mentioned are mandated to address. These are certainly not homogeneous groups. They have varied challenges, but they have been significantly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic and the global and national economic crisis. The unemployment rate in South Africa had increased since 2016 and dropping only in the quarter two of 2020. It has been consistently higher amongst women than men, reaching approximately 34.3% of the total labor force during the fourth quarter of 2020, according to the official unemployment statistics. Youth unemployment is one of South Africa's most intractable challenges made worse by COVID-19. It peaked at 74% in the fourth quarter of 2020. It is estimated that uh, the unemployment rate of persons with disabilities in South Africa is in excess of 90%, approaching 100% in rural areas. These painful statistics illustrate the disproportionate number of women youth and persons with disabilities currently unemployed in South Africa. Gender-based violence also negatively affects women, youth and persons with disability in a similar manner. On the department, the department's amendment strategic plan 2020 to 2025 indicates that its mandate has shifted from a facilitation department to one that regulates government programs and monitors the empowerment and, and prioritization of women, 
youth and persons with disabilities in these programs. In order to give effect to its mandate, the estimates of national expenditure 2021, it indicates that the department will focus on addressing gender-based violence and supporting empowerment, promoting gender responsive uh, uh, planning, budgeting, and monitoring and evaluation across government, uh, across government, promoting the rights of persons with disability and supporting the empowerment of young people over the medium term. In this regard, the department under vote 20 received an annual appropriation of 765 million, as what minister said. However, it must be noted that the department facilitates transfers uh, payments to two entities, namely the NYDA and the CGE. After these transfers, the department is effectively left with an actual operating budget of approximately 201 million to undertake its programs and meet its 37 targets for 2021-2022. Of the 201 million, uh, 101, 101.2 million, which is 55.2% of the department's operating budget is allocated to compensation of employees. And 85.8 million, which is 42.6%, is allocated to goods and services. The committee maintains that in order for the department to achieve its 37 targets, it, it was imperative that these targets are smart. That more emphasis should be placed on ensuring that the core programs have the requisite capacity and that the financing for the disability program requires agent attention as the current allocation does not do justice to addressing the rights of persons with disability in our country. The department has been urged again to desist from the use of consultants given the fiscal constraints. The policies and bills planned for in the mid for in the medium term were welcomed by the committee and the department is urged to expedite processes in this in this regard furthermore it is imperative given the continued scale of gender-based violence and femicide in the country uh, the implementation of the national strategic plan on gpvf as well as monitoring and evaluation thereof is given serious attention by the department where government departments have committed a total of 12 billion to give effect to the NSP on NGPVF, this must be tracked. Moreover, the establishment of the National, General, uh, uh, National Council on Gender-Based Violence and Femicide should also be prioritized. On Commission for Gender Equality, for the financial year 2021-2022, the Commission for Gender Equality received a budgetary allocation of 91.3776 million, 76 million. We have noted that a total of 38 targets have been planned for 2021-2022. The greatest portion of the budget, which is 69%, will be spent on compensation of employees, while 31% of its budget is for goods and services. On the National Youth Development Agency, the committee has noted that over the MTF, MTEF period, the NYDA will focus on providing comprehensive interventions 
to support decent employment, skills development, and entrepreneurship for young people. This will include partnering with different sectors to provide training in technical and vocational skills through sector education and training authorities, providing grants to young people for enterprise development and coordinating the National Youth Services program, Programs. Over the medium term, uh, 762 million is allocated to enhance the participation of young people in the economy. 230 million is allocated to ensure that young people serve their communities to build the spirit of patriotism, solidarity, social cohesion, and unity in diversity. And 207 million is allocated to help young people find employment through jobs programs. The NYDA will also provide support services to enable young business people to gain direct access to markets and relevant entrepreneurial skills and provide financial and non-financial support. The NYDA, the NYDA is, set, is set to derive 89%, which is 1.4 billion of its revenue over the MTEF period through transfers from the, depart, from the Department of Women. In addition, the NYDA's overall budget also includes interest income of 3 million and donor income of 33 million. In conclusion, earlier I asked whether the late stalwarts and matthias of our struggle will be proud of what we have achieved in 27 years after the 1994 uh, democratic breakthrough. My answer is a resounding yes. The institutional framework we have built, including the mainstreaming of gender, youth and persons with disability in the development of our country is a major achievement towards transforming South Africa from apartheid to a national democratic state. Yes, we have not been able to transform all the pillars of minority role and privilege in South Africa. Unfortunately, Honorable Chair, your time is up. Oh, thank you very much, uh, House Chairperson. The ANC supports the budget vote. I thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, I will always uh, switch off my video. When I switch it on, uh, it means you have one minute. Unless you you say I conclude when you still have more minutes, I will also switch it on. But for all members, see my face, know you have one minute left. Thank you. We proceed now to the next speaker from the DA is Honorable Mpiti. Thank you very much, Honorable House Chairperson. The Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities 2021-22 Annual Performance Plan was tabled for consideration at the Portfolio Committee. The report was tabled alongside the APPs of the National Youth Development Agency and the Commission of Gender Equality. First things first, I don't believe this department is concerned with the struggles of young people, women or persons with disabilities. The Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities remains exactly what it was created to be, a department for the elite within the ANC. This is precisely why more, more than half of its budget is used not for the development of young people in South Africa, but on administration and employment costs. 
The ANC loves bloated bureaucracies and unnecessary departments as it gives them additional vehicles to do what the ANC holds as its ultimate mandate, distributing patronage. To do that, you must make sure that cadres are deployed to be the arbiters of patronage. That's why there are such fierce battles between ANC factions to get their grubby paws inside these departments. It's not to rescue the lost generation or a care for the future of this country. It is for the express purpose of buying allegiance with patronage. This is why in this speech, I will outline why this budget is not a feasible one. This department was created to provide services for marginalized sectors of society like women and youth and persons with disabilities. What has become evident in the APP is that this department is not even sure of its mandate. The misalignment and the lack of leadership in this department is clearly shown by Minister Maite Nguana Mashabane in her forward of the current APP, where she states that the department will be shifting from being a facilitation department to one that regulates government programs and monitors the empowerment and prioritization of women and youth and persons with disabilities. The department has clearly distanced itself from doing the meaningful work on the ground to being a lobby group. They have changed many of their targets from actual services to being a regulations department. Whilst many of us face high rates of unemployment amongst youth, increased gender-based violence cases across the country, and a continued lack of access for persons with disabilities. What a shame. The reduction in the budget for service delivery programs, specifically in programs two, three, four, and five, are demonstrative of the department's move away from the people of South Africa and their move into conditioned offices. The total allocation of 12.3 million in program five, which is stipulated to deal with youth development, only constitutes 6% of the department's operational budget. Program five has only five target, targets planned for the current financial year. Much of these targets relate to the production of reports which do little to fight against youth unemployment in this country. Furthermore, the department refers to additional activities it, it intends to undertake during the current financial year, but these targets and goals are not reflected in the current APP, thus making it very hard for this portfolio committee to hold the department to account. On legislation, it was clear that the department did not have an overall strategy to to reach key stakeholders on a variety of bills. The NYDA amendment bill, for example, had little to no targets around engagement with young people, particularly in rural areas. The department had not made any strides to improve its working relationship with the National Youth Development Agency for the benefit of young people. The DA noted in regards to the NYDA that satellite offices in rural areas do not provide full services for youth in rural areas. In addition, it was noted that certain branch offices of the NYDA had computers that were not operational, thus bringing into question how young people were able to access online information to be assisted for NASFAS applications by the NYDA. The department continued to struggle with its ITC infrastructure as there was no online portal available on its website to assist young people, particularly when seeking information for grant applications during the COVID-19 era that we find ourselves in. The DA will not support the use of consultants in the department due to the many high number of senior officials in the department earning over a million rand who are conveniently now unable to do, to do the job that they were appointed to do. The truth about this APP is that there is less for our people and more to be consumed by the department itself.
This is the ANC way. The way of countless bloated entities, unnecessary departments, often overlapping mandates and functions, all created so that a loyal cater can get and distribute a piece of the pie. It is now up to the voters to reject the ANC way and rather embrace the DA way. The DA way entails streamlining the work of government in confronting the challenges facing our people. This would mean less money used on a form of patronage in the duplication Thank of young people to know that they honorable member. Thank you very much, House Chair. A shame is supporting zeal. Honorable Lizia, you don't do that on this platform. No one gave you the permission. I think I read the the, the guide before we started. Please don't do that again. You do it again, you will be off this platform. Uh, may we proceed to the EFF uh, welcome, Honorable Sonyana? Thank you very much, Chairperson. <clears throat> Chairperson, hardly a day goes by without us hearing a painful stories of women abused, of the merciless killing of women and girl children, of rape and domestic abuse. The Minister of Police recently reported that just between January and March this year, a total of 9,518 cases of rape were reported in South Africa. The actual number of rapes may be far more because we know that most women do not report these cases because of the stigma and the abuse they receive at police station. In addition to this number, thousands of women get beaten up by their domestic partners every day Thousands are abused in places of worship by evil men who hide behind the collar. Minister, we have known this for some time, that South Africa is very violent towards women, that we do not have the necessary institutions to fight against the abuse of murder of women. Your department is supposed to play a facilitating role among the institutions of the state to make sure that the interests of women are taking priority but you have done absolutely nothing. This department is nothing more than an employment agency for a few ANC comrades. It, mean, <clears throat> it means and does absolutely nothing for women empowerment. You are nowhere to be seen in daily struggles for women, emancipation. In actual fact, you are in many ways a complicit in the abuse of women. You have initiated no legislative interventions. You have driven no visible and impactful programs. You have not done anything to align the work of the various government departments in the fight against the oppression and exploitation of women. The department has no authority to call the police to account for shoddy investigation work they do when cases of rape are reported, which leads to extreme low conviction rates. You have no authority to make the NPA account for the few cases that do take to court, which are thrown out which are thrown out of court because of poor prosecution. We have not taken the judiciary to task for their poor understanding of rape culture, which leads to many magistrates and judges letting go of abusive men. Your glaring failure do not end there. You have played no meaning role in the advancement of women's social and economic interests. We know for a fact that in South Africa, women are still getting paid less than men for doing the same job. We know that most women stay in abusive relationships because they're economically suffocated. We know that girl children get chased away from schools and from churches when they get pregnant, while the boys 
who made them pregnant are not touched at all. We know that Banyana Banyana players are getting paid far less than their male counterparts, and yet you have not raised a finger to help. You have not made it difficult for industries that abuse women to do so. You have not done anything to look at the conditions of female farm workers and understand the abuse they get subjected to in these farms. That you are called a ministry responsible for women is it insult, itself an insult to women because you have done absolutely nothing for women in this country. We reject this budget and we reject you. You might rather close down than continue pretending to be presenting the interest of women when you are actually doing the opposite. I thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, we proceed to the IFP, Mam Thank you, House Chairperson. Living in South Africa, we are reminded daily of the courage of gender-based violence and femicide GPVF faced by children, women, and members of the LGBTQI plus community. We are only the second, we are only in the second quarter of 2021. And far too many families have buried their loved one due to GPVF. This department has been tasked with a monumental mission to initiate and lead the psychoeconomic transformation and implementation of the empowerment and participation of women, youth, and persons with disability through mainstreaming, advocacy, monitoring, and evaluation. It is an important and critical task which demands all the support that government can offer financial and otherwise. The IFP is mindful of the economic climate and the immense stream that has been placed on the public purse, especially by the COVID-19 pandemic. However, we need to ensure that every precaution is taken to limit waste and the accountability is enforced once again. The IFP wishes to note how department mismanage finances even during the financial crisis in a way that detrimental to those it is tasked with supporting. The department has been on the numerous occasion urged by the portfolio committee to avoid or completely stop using consultant due to the limited budget consulted invariable cost more and stretch already limited finances. Yet recommendation on how to remedy this problem seems to be seems to have fallen on the deaf 
years. The IFP wishes to, re- to reiterate the importance of the fiscal prudence, especially when such an important mandate is at risk. The IFP is concerned that website of the department has not been working for months. How can we expect members of the public and possible those desperate for information and help to be assistant when the website is down? This is a miscarriage of justice and another example of misplaced financial focus. The IFP continues to support the work of the department and the agency that executes in mandate is the regard. The IFP support the the the, the IFP support the budget. We go now to the FF Plus. Uh, Honorable Briet, you are welcome. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Honorable Chairperson, much has been said about this department's programs, entities, and the failure of critical initiatives, such as the drive against GPV and femicide. This department squanders money that could have been used to impact South Africans for the better. This department should actually not even be a department because if government in its totality had followed its mandate, accomplished targets and set out to actually achieve true equality for women, youth and persons with disabilities, it would be unnecessary. In this debate, I wish to focus on a specific aspect. The youth and the department and its entities lack to properly support them. The NYDA has been in the news quite often, but never for the right thing, only for what it does wrong. During the age of COVID-19, the rising unemployment rate in South Africa, taking into account that South Africa had the highest youth unemployment rate in the world even before the pandemic started, it is truly horrific. The youth unemployment rate in South Africa is expected to be 62% by the end of this quarter. According to Trading Economics Global Macro Models and Analysts' Expectations, looking forward, it is estimated that youth unemployment in South Africa will further increase to stand at 63% in 12 months' time. Chairperson, I have no words to describe the utter frustration that not only I, but the youth of South Africa have at this situation. I have also said this before. Our youth unemployment rate is higher than countries tormented by civil wars. Yet, we have not only a ministry that is supposedly looking out for our youth, but we have a national youth development agency that is specifically tasked with youth, the youth's participation in the economy, and the advancement of youth within the South African context. Let's briefly look at some numbers. Over the medium term, this government will allocate 762 million rand to enhance the participation of young people in the economy. 230 million rand is allocated to ensure that young people serve their communities, to build the spirit of patriotism, solidarity, social cohesion, and unity in diversity. And 207 million rand is allocated to help young people find employment through job programs. 
The NYDA will apparently also provide support services to enable them to gain direct access to markets and relevant entrepreneurial skills and provide financial and non-financial support. The NYDA is also set to spend over 40% of its allocated budget on compensation of employees. But since its inception, what has the NYDA actually done for the youth of South Africa and for youth development as a whole? What has it, it accomplished besides throwing parties for children of wealthy parents and their foreign friends and wasting money? And lest us forget that Parliament, after having spent millions on selecting a new board, has to do it all over again because of party bias towards the candidates. Chairperson, the NYDA is nothing else than another expansion of the ANC. Even more aptly put, it is an ANC Youth League branch. It is just another forum for the ANC to loot and mismanage. It is just another talk shop that they can fill their, with, their, with their cadence kids. The NYDA is currently not a place where young leaders are created and youth development occurs. In fact, the NYDA has since its inception in 2009 not been that. The NYDA has been another state entity mismanaged and looted by ANC cadres. Remember the youth festival organized by the NYDA in 2010? That cost the taxpayers 100 million rand, whilst the majority of youth do not have access to free high or to higher education rather. The NYDA only succeeds in creating abusers, criminals and delinquents, like Andile Lungisa, a former NYDA chairperson and now also a former MMC in Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela Bay, as he was found guilty of assault with the intent to do grievous bodily harm and has since also been suspended as a member of the ANC. If even the ANC has no other alternative than to suspend a person, you know it's bad. It was the very Lungisa who was also responsible for the 100 million rand youth festival. The enigste oplossing voorzitter vir die grootskaalse corruptie, bedrog, wanbestuur en ANC kaderskool wat die jeugontwikkelingsagentskap is, is om van dit ontslaat te raak. Paansie NYDA, paansie. Thank you. On the dot. Thank you very much. As I will be handing over uh, to my colleague, uh, Ms. Lesuma, I will now invite the Deputy uh, Minister in the Presidency for Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities. Honorable Deputy Minister, uh, Ma'am Kizu. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Allow me to acknowledge the Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee, uh, Honorable Nontlantlan Mubendaba, uh, the whip of the commi portfolio committee, Honorable Figile Masiko, and our Honorable Minister of the Department in the Presidency, Honorable Members, also the Director General of our Department, ladies and gentlemen. Let me echo the voices of other Honorable Members by reiterating that we are presenting our budget vote under extremely difficult global conditions as the, as the world is battling the COVID-19 pandemic. As public representatives, we have to continue to make a clarion call for our people to observe the non-pharmaceutical protocols, social distancing, hand washing, sanitizing, 
question. And the wearing of masks. As the department will continue to support government's drive to register and vaccinate all South Africans so as to ensure that no one is left behind, especially those who have no access to technology. On the 27th of March, Cabinet approved the framework on gender responsive planning and budgeting. We'll continue to monitor and report on the implementation of this instrument so as to ensure that youth and persons with disabilities are equally empowered through a public purse. On gender-based violence and femicide, the department continues to be vigilant and to create awareness about systematic problems which are perennial at the level of service delivery, such as shortage of test kits, forensic laboratories, shelters, investigation capabilities, and slow court proceedings. It's still common and unacceptable to get messages like, I took my daughter to, to, to Zella Center. The report from the doctor is there. Swaps were taken. Two weeks later, no arrest has been made and the perpetrator continues normally with his life. We call on all honorable members to prioritize and support a feasible legal framework towards the establishment of the Gender-Based Violence and Femicide Council, which will assist us to coordinate our fight against GBV, strengthen prevention programs through the district development model and to cement partnerships. On the fourth industrial revolution, the department is taking advantage of the 4IR and is partnering with, amongst other giants, the Titan, a private sector ICT company. This partnership is an innovative solution to prepare the youth for a digital economy. On youth active citizenry consciousness, the department in partnership with GIZ is delighted to be part of the National Youth Resilience Initiative. This initiative is aimed at enhancing youth as agents of change and leadership by enabling young ambassadors to amplify a truly South African youth agenda in the context of education for sustainable development. On repositioning the economy, the financial inclusion and economic empowerment of women, youth and persons with disabilities is sacrosanct. As the department will continue to track the employment tax incentive, ease of access to the labor market by removing criteria of experience for entry level jobs. We will also track the youth employment service, which aims to place 50,000 people in workplaces to gain paid workplace experience. Government has also set aside 40% of public procurement for youth participating in economic areas with high absorption rates, such as manufacturing, infrastructure built, green economy, and the blue economy. 40% of public procurement has been set aside for women-owned businesses. We are currently engaging the national treasury to ensure that all spheres of government and entities, including the private sector, comply. The NDP has disability equity targets set at 10% to be achieved by 2030 if we are to redress past marginalization and ensure equitable participation and beneficiation by persons with disabilities. As of today, 
the African Union has established the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement. The agreement connects 55 countries and 1.3 billion people with a combined GDP of economies values at US dollars, 3.4 trillion US dollars. On the rights of persons with disabilities, the principle of universal design is a core commitment in both the National Development Plan and the UN Agenda for Sustainable Development. We've seen the benefits of adhering to the principle of universal design as spearheaded by the Department of Transport. Our resolve is that we accommodate vulnerable groups like persons with disabilities at a design stage and not bring them as an afterthought. The white paper on the rights of persons with disabilities compels us to adhere to a universal design principle. The department developed a national strategic framework on universal access and design, supported by a strategic framework for reasonable accommodation in collaboration with disability organization and access activists. On international obligations, early this year, cabinet mandated the department to submit the protocol to the African Charter on Human and People's Rights on the Rights of Persons with Disability in Africa to Parliament for ratification. We therefore call on this house to expedite the process. I'm happy to share with this house that the process of domesticating the UN Convention, which will also take on board the policy directives of the White Paper on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities progressing well. The department in this regard provides a technical support role to the South African Law Reform Commission, which is leading the investigations. I would like to use this opportunity to thank the disability sector for their active participation in the consultative process. The UN Committee on the Rights of Persons with Disability issued its concluding observations to the country's baseline report to the UN Convention in 2018 and directed that South Africa submits its next periodic report in June 2022. The department will be compiling the report in collaboration with government departments and municipalities over the coming months. And we encourage the House to conduct public hearings, calling on sector departments and provinces to account in consultation with relevant portfolios and select committees on articles in the convention, which aligns with our seven national priorities as found in the 2019-2024 medium-term strategy. On, sign up, on South African Sign Language, the Pan-South African Language Board launched the South African Sign Language Charter in September 2020. I was honored to sign the charter on behalf of the executive committing government to ensure that we implement our commitments contained in the charter. The charter calls on this parliament to accelerate the finalization of recognition of South African Sign Language as a 12th official language during this office. The department is working with PENSA, the Department of Sports, as well as organizations of deaf people to ensure implementation of the charter and the amendment of the constitution. In conclusion, a successful economic recovery should be characterized by a deliberate, aggressive, inclusive agenda to make women, youth, and persons with disabilities an integral part of our economic recovery and not 
and afterthought. Our grand mission should be not only to build back better, but to build forward differently. I dedicate this budget vote to all heroines on whose shoulders we are standing. Winnie Mandela, Helen Joseph, Albertina Sisulu, Sophie Debrain, Mayor Charlotte Mahomo, Manyema Taike. Acknowledging that 2021 has been declared a year to celebrate her legacy in what could have been the 150th birthday. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Deputy Minister, and thank you, House Chair Boroto. Now I recognize Honorable Member from of ACDP, Honorable Sukers. Thank you, Honorable Chair. The ACDP rise to acknowledge the contribution of Ms. Charlotte Matreke, who can only be described as a Christian Democrat, whose legacy is worth emulating for us as women leaders in this country. She's an ex excellent example of Christian leadership to a new generation of women leaders. In considering the budget of the department today, we have to ask the question, if we are making progress in changing the realities that women youth and people living with disabilities face in our country. The department spends a considerable amount of money on goods and services that includes consultants in each sub-program, but the translation of these supposed plans is not complete and therefore will remain intangible on the ground. An example of this lack of effectiveness is the 17.4 million spent in program four, one of the smallest allocations of the whole budget less than the over 18 million rand allocated for goods and services. The department is spending more on furniture than on the actual program for people living with disabilities. Honorable Chair, we are not providing holistic care and integrated government services in order to address social care services to women. And without such vital intervention, you will not bridge the gap to get women out of dependency on the state or predators. This department cannot afford a paper focus or a regulatory focus only. It needs a practical focus. Women are faced with difficult choices, uh, as an example, during an unplanned pregnancy, but government has made abortion the only option. If government was really concerned about women, it would ensure that women are really empowered by receiving a basket of social welfare assistance that ensures that both her and her children are safe. An area that needs an urgent and priority focus in which this department need to ensure that all government departments are involved in is tackling the plight of women on the Cape Flats. In our communities, women and their children are traumatized by gangsterism. If the department can succeed on the Cape Flats, it will have a model that can be rolled out across the whole of South Africa. It is my contention, Chair, that what we do in government to address the needs of women does not translate in the real world of Menenberg, Bonte Yevo, This department is in its third year of this administration, and it resembles a locomotive that does not leave the station. How do we really become activists, not only with loud hailers, but with willing hands to change the trajectory of the most vulnerable lives in our communities? This ministry must become an intersection for both regulation, advocacy, and activism that leads to change that is felt on the ground. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Member. Now I recognize member from the uh, uh, UTM, 
UDM. Honorable members, we shall proceed. I recognize the members. Okay, over to you, sir. Is that the UDM? Chairperson, it's Honorable C. Trollo from the Democratic Alliance. No, no, I, I was still calling the UDM. I thought you are no, UDM. No, no. I, 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 I stand on a point of order, Chair. Okay, point of order. May I, may I, requ may I request in my observation that your, that your mic be muted when the speaker is on the floor because um, you unmute it and then it causes a disturbance. That's, that's, uh, that's my uh, submission. No, 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 okay. Let's, let's proceed, honorable members. UDM. Honorable members will proceed to Honorable Sheriff, Sheriff from DA. Honorable Sheriff, over to you, ma'am. Um, thank you very much, House Chairperson. When you hear or think of the Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities, ask yourself some of these questions. Number one, does this department directly assist in and alleviate struggles women, youth and persons with disabilities face on a daily basis? Does this department ensure that it contributes to the eradication of gender-based violence and femicide? Are there any service delivery systems to ensure that there are real and tangible opportunities for women, youth and persons with disabilities to enter the economy? And lastly, does the department truly care about promoting the rights of women, youth and persons with disabilities? Well, since the realignment of this department in 2019, it has failed miserably. And the resounding answer to these questions is a hard no. The scourge of GBVF has not decreased. We have not seen any evidence that there is any fight against this pandemic and that more lives are being saved. In fact, I would argue that most of the interventions that government fails to implement since 2019 is literally killing people. This is a direct result of poor planning, poor leadership, and a complete lack of any accountability on the part of the department and other key implementing departments across government. A clear and damning example of this is the department not meeting any of its targets in the implementation of the Emergency Response Action Plan. The department and its leadership should hang their heads in shame. Minister Nkuwana Mashabane, you have now had two opportunities to turn this department around. The way you speak about GBVF in this house is absolutely perfunctory. You lead an entire department of over 100 officials and a budget of 201.1 million rand to make an actual change in the lives of women, the LGBT plus community, youth and persons with, with disabilities. But you simply do not. Program two that is meant to assist in the fight against GBVF as outlined by your department in the APP and STRAT plan is underfunded and the targets are not smart. They are not aligned with the needs of those you are meant to serve. None of the targets directly make any difference to the lives of those affected by the daily violence of GBVF. Instead, they are centered around one or two reports that may or may not have any impact. 
webinars, minuscule efforts for public participation. And there's absolutely no target on the National GBVF Council that is yet to be finalized. Minister Kuwana Mashabane, if you are serious about contributing to the eradication of GBVF, then it is your job to hold key departments like police, justice, social development, and more to account. Weekly reports to the president just does not cut it anymore. Paying so many high-ranking officials more than 1.3 million rand per annum and still hiring consultants to the value of 16.4 million is just not acceptable. This department needs to rethink its mandate and use its budget more efficiently in order to meet the needs of women, youth, persons with disabilities and members of the LGBT community. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Member. Now I recognize Honorable Mkweba from the ANC. Honorable Mkweba, over to you. Thank you very much, House Chair. Honorable Chair, Honorable Minister and Deputy Minister, Honorable Members, fellow South Africans. As my comrade alluded earlier, this year marks the year of Mayor Charlotte Matlake, a struggle icon, a trailblazer in championing for the rights of women in her time. She has passed on the torch to us women of today to continue the fight for women's rights and equal access to opportunities. House Chair, as the ANC, part of our objectives has always been to promote economic development form of all sectors, to support and advance the cause of women emancipation and to promote the rights of persons with disabilities. Honorable members, we recognize the struggles that women continue to face over the years. Women continue such access to equal opportunities, discrimination based on of their gender, poverty, and equality. And the most dreadful manifestation of patriarchy, such as gender-based violence and femicide, which is riding our society, a society of mothers, sisters, and doctors. Honorable members, as the African National Congress, we have always taken a firm stance against gender-based violence and femicide through the implementation of legislation that assists in fighting the second pandemic of gender-based violence, but by not being lenient to perpetrators of violence and abuse that prey on women and innocent children. Honorable members and fellow South Africans, Noting the increasing rise in gender-based violence cases yearly, the ANC government sought the implementation of the National Strategic Plan Framework on Gender-Based Violence and Femicide and to mainly address the causes of gender-based violence as we believe that, that, that understanding the root of gender-based violence in our society, which is deeply embedded in patriarchal behavior and norm, will enable us to effectively fight against it. As government, we have scaled up the network to Tuzela care centers and other victims empowerment for a better effective response to incidents of violence and sexual assaults and to reduce second-hand victimization. Honorable members, 2020 SONA, the honorable president said, open quote, 
We must continue to fight for an equal and non-sexist society to completely eradicate gender-based violence and femicide, close quote. Therefore, as the ANC, we recognize that women empowerment plays a crucial role in the fight to eradicate gender-based violence in our country. That is why we have created empowerment opportunities for women to gain access to the economy by offering 40% of all public procurement to be awarded to women owned businesses. The fight has also included the private sector-led gender-based violence response fund. On budget allocation, honorable members, the owners of monitoring the process of implementing the national strategic plan on women, gender-based violence and femicide rest upon the Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities, the, the Departmental Program of Social Transformation and Economic Empowerment, specifically the sub-program, Governance, Transformation, Justice and Security, is earmarked to address gender-based violence, violence and femicide through targets identified. The purpose of the program is to manage policies and programs that mainstream the social transformation and economic empowerment of women in South Africa. An allocation of 33 million has been allocated to program two and the sub-program of governance, transformation, justice, and security have been allocated the 30 million, which is the largest, largest portion of the budget. This is all in pursuit in the implementation of the national strategic plan. The Commission for Gender Equality plays a significant role in advocating for the rights for, of women and the mainstreaming of youth women and persons with disabilities. They provide great assistance through their support services, such as their legal clinic and monitoring legislation, ensuring that the rights of vulnerable are not ignored. Honorable members, the budget allocation to the commission will strengthen the constitutional democracy with a focus on the attainment of gender equality. Although there have been efforts in the fight against gender-based violence and femicide, much more still needs to be done. We note that there is a need to continuously monitor the implementation of the National Strategic Plan on gender-based violence and femicide to assess the impact of the objectives that it seeks to achieve. There is also a need to conclude the implementation of the National Council on gender-based violence to frustrate the problem of GPV and femicide. That is plunging our women and children. In conclusion, Also committed in finding for the rights of persons with disabilities and ensure that their voices will not be silenced. We are committed to mainstreaming gender equality and the needs of persons with disability into planning, budgeting, monitoring, and accounting in government programs. Persons with disability will no longer be marginalized. We cannot attain equality without persons with, with, with gaining equal access to opportunities. Honorable members, we, will, we wish to encourage the culture of tolerance in our nation, understanding that we are a nation of diversity. Let us all be tolerant to one another, as it is unacceptable that a person is discriminated against and killed based on their sexual orientation. Members of the LGBTQI plus community also deserve their rights, free from discrimination and prejudice based on their sexual orientation. Honorable members and fellow South Africans, we cannot claim to be a non-sexist society when some are not free to pursue a life 
free from discrimination, abuse, and inequality. Honorable members, human trafficking is another social problem that we face as a country where young women and children are sold off to become sex slaves and to be exploited for cheap labor. We need more channels to report such acts and in partnership with the police and civic organization to stop this barbaric act, stripping people of their right to freedom and life. Honorable Chair, the ANC support budget vote 20 of women, youth and persons with disabilities. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Mkweba. Uh, you have saved uh, three minutes for the ANC. Honorable, now I recognize honorable members, member from the AIC, AIC. AIC. Honorable members, we shall proceed to recognize the member from COPE, Honorable Matisha. The vote put before us today is extremely important. That because, as the majority of South Africans do agree, the South African women, the youth, and the disabled persons face daily momentous challenges of poverty, joblessness, absence of free quality uh, education, and above all, non-implementation of acts passed by a parliament. Almost, not totally, enough is being implemented in the uh, public service when it comes to gender equality, in respect of uh, employment and salaries. Beyond the public service milieu, the worst is taking place. People who are given jobs in informal sector are women, the majority of whom are non-South Africans. They are employed in restaurants and garages as domestic workers and uh, gardeners, as people who execute extremely important jobs in clothing and manufacturing, but exploited as they are not given a living wage, not allowed to join unions. They therefore unfortunately accept exploitation given that should they not, they will be forced to uh, lie in the streets and sell their bodies to feed their children. The youth face an extremely painful life because yes, although there are policies for the youth and children to access free quality public education, those policies are not implemented. Hence, as it has been scientifically uh, proven, only 30 out of 100 people who began schooling together write their grade 12 exams. But even those 30 people can't all access post-grade 12 education. Refer to what is happening today in universities where they are not even uh, given NSWAS. The old and the disabled too are forever promised good lives, but the opposite is unfortunate. Go to the street corners of South Africa in any part of the country. You will find the disabled with disabled uh, people with uh, walking sticks, small tins, begging for a few cents to buy bread. The question is, given that parliament has and continues to do so, past acts to take care of those poor people. Why is the opposite rising daily? 
The answer is an open secret. Too little is, if at all, being implemented. What must be done is the limiting of quotations, which have without doubt become a useless song. And government must put in Thank you, Honorable, the uh, and Honorable implement. Tisha, your time is up. Thank you very much. Now I recognize member from PAC. PAC? PAC? Honorable members, we shall proceed to recognize member um, Sheikh Imam NFP. Thank you very much, Thank you very much, Chairperson. I feel vindicated today because a few years ago in this very house, I highlighted the challenges that women were facing and how men were abusing them and having two wives and three wives. And I said, in terms of equality, the day will come when women too will want to enjoy the same benefit. And I see many of my brothers are today running for cover when the women are asking for what the men have been abusing for a long period of time. But at the same time, allow me to condemn what the contempt it deserves, some of the statements that are being made against women, particularly when one says that, you know, if you've got three husbands and they all want you on the same night. I mean, are women just objects or sex objects for people? Totally, I want to condemn that statement. I think let's give them the respect that they rightfully de deserve. And another member talks about a uh, woman and whose child it is going to be and do her a DNA, I think we must condemn this, 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 the statements that are being made by leaders. But let me also say that, you know, the high unemployment rate in the, among the youth in the country, and even though this is not entirely or has, or has little to do with this particular department, is a ticking time bomb. These youth are very vulnerable. And as a result of that, you would find that they get involved in criminal activities. On the issue of persons with disability, I think I want to say what I said before. How many political parties in this National Assembly who have numbers that they have actually got members of parliament that have got physical disabilities? I think we need to, you know, uh, action must be louder than words. And that we don't seem to find. The other issue is that I want to highlight on chairperson is the challenges women continue to face, particularly in terms of gender-based violence in the courts themselves and in terms of maintenance particularly those men that are self-employed. But I want to reiterate that it's not only the money that is going to make and create a better quality of life and protect these women and children, that men need not to be absent fathers. These children need love and attention. So we need to go to the root causes of what is creating this dysfunctional family. Why are we having so, uh, such a high levels of gender-based violence? What went wrong in this family life? When did it go wrong? How did it go who must take responsibility for them? In fact, I want to reiterate, this department should call for no state department to employ any man who refuses or neglects to pay his maintenance. That should be your starting point before we even go into the private sector. That's the least I think we can actually do to protect them. The other problem I think I want to call for is, I think there must be more legal assistance to those who are suffering gender-based violence and calling for maintenance because the courts are not giving them adequate support. I know my time is up. Thank you very much. The National Freedom Party supports this budget vote table here today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Member. Now I recognize member from Al Jama, Honorable Hendricks. Over to you, sir. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable House Chair. 
Honourable House Chair Al Jamar supports this budget and congratulate the Minister on the announcement that we now have our first woman ever as a member of the military command. This opens the doors for women to form part of the standby force for the United States of Africa. The country is now in safer hands with a woman as a member of the military command. This department has, however, done little for Muslim women and children and women of other faiths in recognition for their religious marriages. We heard the Minister of Home Affairs has refused an interim arrangement and Muslim wife must now wait for 2024 before the national ele uh, elections for recognition in spite of the Supreme Court of Appeal judgment that the recognition of the Nikah must be in place by November 2002. I would like to know if the uh, department is doing proper sight to protect the dignity of Muslim women. I would like to ask the, the minister and the department, have you done oversight on DA, DNA kits and social uh, offences kits at police stations and state labs? Do you know which police stations are on a waiting list for DNA test results and are you monitoring it? Are you doing oversight at schools to check girls have sanitary pads? Are you checking statements taken at police stations so you can tell Parliament that it has prosecutorial, prosecutorial muster? Did you uh, uh, um, uh, check at police stations that J88 forms are completed? Are you happy uh, that trauma counselling and concerns and court uh, preparation concerns of victims are in place? And because of these very important responsibilities that your department has, Minister, Al-Jamaa supports this budget. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honourable Member. Now I recognize Member Mapolova of the DA. Mapolova, over to you. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable Chairperson. The Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities has failed dismally. This department should be playing a key role in protecting the most vulnerable groups in our society and improving their lives. Yet, it has failed at every turn. This department has consistently failed to prioritize issues affecting persons with disabilities in this country. It has allocated only 17.4 million rand for Program 4, which deals with the rights of persons with disabilities. This is one of the smallest budget allocations in the department and accounts for just over 8% of the department's overall budget. In fact, the department currently spends more money on office accommodation than it does on the entire program that is dedicated to persons with disabilities. This goes to show that the department has left persons with disabilities behind. Today in South Africa, we still see the exclusion and neglect of persons with disabilities. The question is, what is the Department of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities doing to turn this situation around? The department has also failed to show how its new regulatory role is going to be incorporated in program form. It is not clear how the department will regulate the implementation of programs relating to the rights of persons with disabilities. 
the portfolio committee has consistently asked the department to fast track the development of the disability rights bill. What is concerning is that in this financial year, there's no target on the department's annual performance plan that tracks the development of such a bill. Honorable Chairperson, the department has also failed to come up with effective monitoring and evaluation framework to monitor the work that is being done by the Department of Social Development in terms of the services rendered to protect and empower persons with disabilities. The DA in the Portfolio Committee of Women, Youth and Persons with Disabilities recently conducted oversight visits across the country, visiting NGOs in the disability sector. What we have discovered is that the NGOs in this sector are on their knees financially and are no longer able to properly serve the needs of persons with disabilities. One of these NGOs is Jean Weber House, which is a boarding facility for persons with disabilities run by the Free State Association for Persons with Disabilities. The facility currently provides a shelter and essential services for 33 residents and only receives 100,000 rand from the Department of Social Development. This money is not enough to cover the basic necessities like electricity, water, medical supplies and salaries for workers. The facility currently has a shortfall of 65,000 rand and will soon close down if it does not receive adequate funding from government. Without proper funding for NGOs like this one, vulnerable South Africans with disabilities are at risk of homelessness and losing access to dignified care and education. Now is the time for Minister Maite Nguana Mashaban and her department to ensure that there's proper monitoring and the regulation of the services that are being offered to persons with disabilities by government. Now is the time for the minister and head department to rise to the occasion and start listening to the needs of persons with disabilities and women and youth. Thank you so much, Jefferson. Thank you, honorable member. Now I recognize honorable Masiko of the ANC. Honorable Masiko, over to you, ma'am. Thank you very much, honorable chairperson. The African National Congress rises to support and applaud for 20 budget of women, youth and persons with disabilities, which caters for the holistic development, protection and protection of the rights of women with and persons with disabilities. We applaud the ANC-led government in bestowing a befitting honor to the women of South Africa by dedicating the year 2021 as the year of Umama Ushalot Makreke. In doing so, we pay tribute to the heroines who sacrificed their lives for our own freedom. We celebrate the enormous contribution of the different generations of women who played a role in the realization of the freedom South Africa now enjoys. The great daughter of the soil, Uma Mushalot Makreke, spearheaded the cause not only for women, but for youth in general, and left us a strong legacy to carry forward the struggle towards the realization of a better living environment for all vulnerable groups. Honorable Chairperson, as we debate this year's budget, we remain resolute that the fight, that the fighting spirits of Umamu Charlotte Makreke remains alive. The question of the emancipation of the vulnerable must never cease as it is through her work that she cared for all. She served her country and the people with dedication, commitment, sacrifice, 
loyalty, respect, selflessness, and patriotism. We must therefore uphold these values as we continue with the daily struggle towards creating a better future for the people of South Africa. Honorable members, the 2021 budget is presented under the SONA priorities with the main focus on defeating COVID-19 pandemic and its impact on the most vulnerable groups, accelerating economic recovery, implementing economic reforms to create sustainable jobs and driving inclusive growth, and lastly, fighting corruption and strengthening the state. This budget therefore responded to the changing dynamics of our society, including responding to the main challenges facing our women, youth and persons with disabilities, including working together towards alleviating the burdens of the poor. To slightly or unequivocally denounce or reject this budget and the development it seeks to usher under this government is to be like the emperor who paraded naked because he was ashamed to express what was. Honorable members, the African National Congress invites all honorable members to become an integral part of a productive process and a discussion which yields benefits to every woman, young person, and persons with disabilities. We remain confident that honorable members have the ability and capability to approach this budget with maturity and reason, with the goal of empowering and providing for vulnerable groups a commitment to better their lives and improve the standard of living, and not a heavy power of just opposing, opposing and hacking away at the benefits and relief offered by this budget. To approach this de debate with that mindset, clouded with political partisanship, personal issues and hidden agendas, is tantamount to impeding growth and starving the nation, rejecting its women, neglecting the youth and abandoning persons with disabilities. Honorable Chairperson, the African National Congress has always promoted and recognized the importance of youth in every generation, including acknowledging their struggles at all particular times. The voices of young people could never be ignored nor silenced, just as the voices of young people of uh, June 1976. We still hear the echoes of their struggles through their voices of young people of today. We can, however, assure young South Africans that their cries have never fallen on deaf ears. As the ANC-led government, we, re we recognize young people as future leaders of our country that will lead the future generations of tomorrow, just as the youth of yesterday. The youth continue to experience the devastating challenges of high levels of unemployment, substance abuse, mental health issues, gender-based violence and inequality, and poverty, which have now, now been exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. The high in unemployment rates and inequality is mainly due to the structure of the labor market, locking out new entries into the economy, increasing lack of access to opportunities. However, these challenges are not swept under the carpet and ignored. As the African National Congress government, we recognize the struggles facing the youth of today and have been and will continue to be responsive to the cries and the needs of young people. The public service has eliminated barriers of entry in the public service in entry level positions. These barriers include the scraping out of experience in entry level positions. 
We are adamant of mainstreaming young people into all sectors of the economy, and we promise to provide an, an employment stimulus to create jobs and support livelihoods that have been badly affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. These initiatives will also target young people with the understanding that they are one of the most vulnerable in our society. Government has partnered with the private sector in creation of jobs, and a large portion of these jobs will be from the private sector. In our manifesto, we promise to create employment opportunities for young people through the Presidential Employment Stimulus Package. And thus far, over 430,000 employment opportunities have been created by the stimulus package and a, and a further 180,000 opportunities are underway. This honorable members is proof that the NC-led government is a government that is responsive to the challenges of young people and is prepared to make government and the economy accessible and work for young people. We are proud to say that we have created these opportunities in the education sector, agriculture, arts and culture, global business, and early childhood development. Honorable Chairperson, we cannot mention youth empowerment without mentioning the role of the National Youth Development Agency. The NYDA plays a significant role in the development and empowering of young people, including prioritizing the role of young people. The budget allocation for the NYDA has increased compared to the previous budget of 2020-2021 financial year, and majority of their budget has been directed to the program of youth development in which the bulk of their work is vested in this program. The program is responsible for the economic development of young people through youth entrepreneurship, jobs programs, and national youth service. Its main purpose is to enhance the participation of young people in the economy through targeted and integrated national youth services, facilitate and coordinate the effective and efficient implementation of the national youth service program across all sectors of society. The NYDA plays an important role in assisting young entrepreneurs through grant funding and business support. The agency played a huge role as well in assisting youth-owned businesses that were impacted by the pandemic to stay afloat by providing the business support and grant relief. In partnership with the, with the Department of Small Business and Development, in response to the huge challenge of unemployment, the, NY, the NYDA provided business support through grant funding to 1,000 youth-owned enterprise entrepreneurs in 100 days. Some of the achievements of the NYDA include the support of 20,000 youth with non-financial business development interventions, 5,000 jobs created and sustained through supporting entrepreneurs and enterprises, participating on the National Pathway Management Network to facilitate youth job placement opportunities. 50,000 young people were capacitated with skills to enter the job market. 40 organizations and departments lobbied to implement the NYS program, as well as produce an annual report and uh, 10,000 young people participated in NYS expanded volunteer projects. Honorable chairperson and honorable members, we are a government that intends to listen to the voices of our youth, include, including paying greater attention to mental health issues that are affecting young people. 
we also need to encourage a culture of expression, utilize channels that already exist to support people going through depression and mental health related issues. This is to avoid young people venturing into the comfort of substance abuse and committing suicide. We need more young people to be involved in the fight against gender-based violence and, and be vocal against bullyism in schools. It is unacceptable that we have young people taking their lives at such an early age because they are afraid to go to schools because of bullyism. The African National Congress will always be in support of the most vulnerable and is a believer that women, young people, and persons with disabilities are game changers in the economy and can also participate in alleviating unemployment through innovation. That is why as the African National Congress, we move in support of the Vote 20 budget of women, youth, and persons with disabilities. I thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Member Masiko. And now I recognize the, man, the Honorable Minister in the Presidency for Women, Youth, and Persons with Disabilities, Maite Mashaban. Over to you, ma'am, the, the thank Minister. You. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Members, for the time we spent together from all our respective artists. I really cannot thank you uh, more, uh, Honorable uh, Member Mosuku. We all have to focus on issues of mental health as it's beginning to affect our people at all ages, adults, youth, in particular with the heightened cases of COVID-19. Uh, this is a time when South Africans should be looking for solutions together. As for women, we learned from Me Mahomu, Manya Matake, Me Charlotte, that if we did not have women, we, our societies would have suffered more. Here we had a woman who was a daughter, a mother, a wife, a scientist, a teacher, a woman who fought patriarchy every day and urged us to join in and do exactly that. Youth of this country are very fortunate because yes, youth has many challenges, but they are not alone. They have adults through the African National Congress and other caring parties who would want to fight this battle with them. And if I may say for them, because the future of every country belongs to those who are still young and would not have to go through what the elders had to go through. And so, so I agree with the uh, uh, Honorable uh, Madisha. 
There are honorable members that uh, one I am seeing for the first time in the room. And I hear from them that uh, we, 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 we are wasting money on accommodation. Actually, where I am sitting, <laughs> we, COVID or no COVID, I don't know if we could fit 30 people. With, on top of that, an expired lease, but we keep going. As for disabled children, men and women, they need no scorn, they need not look the other way, they need not ask to, to think of race, but they are looking forward to our support. When we met with them and the president the first time, they said to us, they are not asking for handouts, but they are asking for support. As for issues, painful issues of gender-based violence and femicide, all over the world, nations respect South Africa's policies, even with the Beijing plus 65 in New York, the clarion call or word was South Africa, you're doing very well. Everywhere else, remember, countries are talking about gender-based violence. It's us who add and femicide. Why? Because when our president saw this, he said, because of the hide of femicide, even women who go to this STC say that South Africa is maybe one of the only country where women are slaughtered in numbers more than in any other war situation. President made a call then, therefore, that let us deal with issues of COVID-19 like we would deal with issues of gender-based violence and femicide. He even established a committee, which I chair, an IMC, Interministerial Committee, which has the police and the, the justice and, 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 and so on, and the uh, social development. One day at 12 at night, the minister of police called me and asked, do we now, are we now being requested that we put a policeman at a doorstep of every couple? Because people who are supposed to love and protect women are the ones who are slaughtering them in a peaceful South Africa. So that's why we've gone beyond that. That yes, we have NSP. Yes, we 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 have uh, looked at all other mechanisms. Yes, we will be moving a bill soon which will bring about a council. All this are about protecting 
women whose enemy is patriarchy and inferior men who see women as just weaklings that they can play up, play on. We will fight patriarchy with the same zeal as Me Mahomu uh, Charlotte Mazake has. We are ready. But beyond that, we are calling the, the South Africans who do not suffer from mental health, men and women. And we've started seeing groups uh, of men and so on, so on, of young people coming together, supporting us. There is no defeating gender-based violence by just sitting, by just telling us in every meeting, I stay next to a police station. I saw this and this and that. Join, come join, save the women of South Africa, hard-working women. Mama Taki says, come with us. Stop the self, the spirit of self. Join those who want to help. Don't, don't look at your people. Work with your people. If you can, take some with you so that we can all live in the South Africa that we all dreamed and wanted for. The South Africa that all women uh, heroines and other heroes have fought and died for, like me, Mahomu, Manyem, Makweke. I thank you, Chair. Long live, long live the chair, long live minister. Thank you very much. Minister, you are out of touch, Minister. You are out of touch. Honor, 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 Long live the woman, long live the woman. No, 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 no,